Hello, fellow safety and health professional. Welcome to another in a series of podcasts based on an article in the National Safety Council Safety and Health magazine that's all about you. When asked what the key to success is, Bill Cosby is credited with saying, I don't know the key to success, but the key to failure is trying to please everybody. It's also a good way to be miserable because you can't please everybody. doesn't matter who you are, how good you are at what you do. There will be people that don't like your style or that will find fault for all different reasons. I have a friend who's a musician, Gary, and he's a great musician too. He's a very good guitar player. But he thinks the Beatles were overrated and that they were too repetitive. Now, you and I both know the Beatles were a wonderful band, a group of musicians who changed the music scene in all different ways. Yet, some people didn't like them. And the same thing goes for us. There will be people that won't like what we do for a myriad of reasons. Now, I've come to realize there's three different type of complainers or criticizers, I guess you should say, because not everybody is actually complaining. The first is people who complain all the time. No matter what it is, they'll find fault with it. And those type of folks... Uh, we can ignore them, basically. If they complain all the time, and you and I probably both know and have had experience with that as being safety professionals, that some people will come up and always have some complaint about our safety program or some complaint about something, not because they really want to make things better, just they like to complain. Second type of person is those that just don't like the style of whatever it is you and I are doing. And that's not a right or wrong. So, you know, some people like... Vanilla ice cream, some people like strawberry better. You know, it's the same thing. And the third type, though, somebody that gives us criticism, is somebody who has a legitimate idea or, or can see something where we can improve. And, of course, those type of people who are giving us advice, actually, well, then we might want to take seriously or at least consider what they have to say. Now, getting criticized can be discouraging. I know it can be for me. And what's interesting is... You can have all kinds of pats on the back about something and everybody saying that they love it, whether it be a training program or some new safety element or even just something about you. But you have one person that complains to you or one person that picks out something they don't like. And that's what you tend to focus on. I know I've done it a bunch of times where I've given a talk and everybody really loved it or you know, I get the survey sheets back and I have all these good marks on it, people saying they enjoyed it and they liked it a lot, and then there's one that says, I didn't like it, for whatever reason. I'll end up thinking about that one person who didn't like it more so than I will the people who did, or at least I used to have that tendency. I don't do it uh, as much anymore as I used to. And there's things you can do, you know, to have it so that negative remarks or things that people say to you that hurt your feelings even, there's things that you can do and think about that will help reduce their impact. First, realize that it doesn't mean you're doing a bad job. Look at the thing about the Beatles I mentioned. Uh, you could be doing a great job. One of the things why people sometimes don't like something that we do is because they don't understand why we're doing it or why it's part of our safety program. And I've learned that if I explain things to people, something that might be, be a, a tactic I'm using that isn't liked by everybody or they don't understand why I'm doing it, that that 
alone makes it so they'll change their opinion. I have this misconception test I give during two of my talks. And for a while, most everyone liked it, but I was getting a few people that said, I don't know why we took so much time for this test. I really don't think it was necessary. And I started explaining, that's what I do now, why I give the test. What are the three reasons? I go over three reasons why I'm giving the test and what it does, how it helps the session, how it's also a memory hook. And now, I haven't gotten a bad review about the test for a long time. In fact, it becomes one of the favorite things that my clients like about the talk I give, particularly the focus talk I give. So same thing with you. If somebody doesn't like something you're doing, perhaps it's because they don't understand why you're doing it. Now, if you don't know why you're doing it, then there's something you need to think about to you know, sit down with yourself and have a discussion about why you are doing this thing that some people don't like. It still might be valid. I know for me, uh, I've spent my professional life, actually most of it, trying to help companies make safety fun, along with myself doing things that are fun, even if it's a serious topic. And sometimes people don't like that. They think that I make it so that it's silly or it's not right. Well, I know why I'm doing it. I have a lot of research behind it. Uh, and I know it is a specific style that I've had success with. So even if a person doesn't like it, I still feel comfortable about what I'm doing because I know about it. I know why I'm doing it and I've had success. And you can do the same thing. If you really know why you're doing something, then it's harder for critics to cause you to feel upset and to change. Another tactic that helps, which has helped me, and I've known people that have really done a great job with this. I had a, a colleague, Susie, she used to really do a good job with this, and that is to keep track of the compliments you get, of the unique, specific compliments about things you've done in the past. For me, I think about people who said they've changed their life because they've listened to one of my talks or they've had a new habit. In fact, some of them I even tell as part of my talk itself now. And that always makes me feel better. It makes me realize that I'm doing good work and that if there is times when I don't do as good as I normally do or if I do do something that is wrong, that that's part of being a person. But that I do do good work. And I'm sure you do too. So keeping track of it is something that really is helpful. What Susie used to do, she used to actually keep a dialogue with herself, like a kind of a diary of the compliments and good things that happened during her work as a professional. And she said that when things weren't going her way, when she did feel a little bit down, she would read through the compliments she got. And I think that's a very simple and helpful tactic. And lastly, maybe even the most important thing, is to realize that if you're going to improve, if you're going to do new things, if you're going to try stuff, having people not like it comes along with the territory. It just, that's the way life is. First off, nobody seems to like change naturally. Even if you are someone who is a change agent, who loves to stir things up to make them better, it still isn't an easy thing to do to feel comfortable with change. So, if you try new things, if you're going to try something different with your training or some element of your safety program, realize that there's a good chance that there will be critics, people who won't like the change. And here's something that might help. I know I like this quote too from Bill Cosby because I think it's very wise. And so the next time you get criticized, think 
what Bill Cosby said about it. He said, in order to succeed, your desire for success should be greater than your fear of failure.